Now, this is a story from Russia, quite a well-known story, called Vasilisa the Fair. Now, there was once a merchant who lived in a town, and he was married, and they had one daughter, a beautiful little girl that they called Vasilisa the Fair. And they were married for twelve years, but then a terrible thing happened because the mother took ill, and she was dying. And poor Vasilisa, she was only eight years old. Her mother called her to her deathbed, and she said to her, My dear, dear child, I have to go and leave you. I'm, I'm dying. I will be going soon. But I want you to know you have my blessing. And I also want to give you this. She put her hand under the blankets and she took out a small doll and gave it to the little girl. She said, keep that doll with you the whole time. Never be parted from it, because that doll, it has magic. If you feed it and you tell it your problems, it will help you. And now, my dear child, I have to leave you. But you have my blessing and I love you. And with that, she died. Poor little girl. She was heartbroken. But whenever she put food in front of that doll, it would eat. And she would tell it her troubles. And the doll always had good advice and was always ready to help her. Now, after the man had mourned for a while... He decided that it was time for him maybe to look for another wife. And he thought, well, you know, I don't need to marry a, a woman for her dowry. I have plenty of money, so that doesn't matter. And there was a widow that lived in the village who was a handsome woman. And she had two daughters as well that were about the same age as Vasilisa, slightly older. And, she th and he thought, well... She would make a lovely mother for my little girl and a good wife to me. And the woman, well, she was all sweetness and light. She was all smiles and kind words until that ring went on her finger. And things changed. She treated Vasilisa very badly. She was jealous of her because she was so beautiful. Far, far more beautiful than her own daughters. And so she decided that she would try to ruin her looks. So she gave her lots of heavy work to do outside in the garden and in the kitchen. And plenty of work outside. She thought, well, I won't feed her either. I'll give her very little to eat. And she'll get thinner and thinner and thinner with all the work she's doing, and she'll get all brown and wrinkly in the sun, she'll be all sunburnt, and that'll ruin her looks. I'll keep my own daughters inside, I'll keep their complexions fair, and I'll feed them with plenty so that they are nice and plump and attractive-looking, she thought. It was the age they lived in, you know. Well, now, to her annoyance and her stepsister's annoyance, who were every bit as bad to Vasilisa as the stepmother was. 
Vasilisa did not get thinner, and she did not get all brown and sunburnt and wrinkly. In fact, she grew more and more beautiful every day, with a fresh complexion. And despite the fact that the mother was not feeding her very much, she was still, still a handsome and beautiful girl. Now, the stepsisters were so mad, so jealous of her, that they started losing weight. They became scrawny because they were so full of spite, the spite inside them was eating them up like a worm. Well... The time passed, and poor Vasilisa, she was still getting all the hard work to do, but she grew into a beautiful young woman, and she was about marrying age now, and all the young men in the village, oh God, they wanted her, they wanted to have her as their wife, they wanted this beautiful lady on their arms. And they came in droves, pleading to get the hand of Vasilisa. But the stepmother would not have it. No, she said, she's the youngest. The eldest should marry first. Nobody came to ask for the hands of the elder daughters. Oh, no, nobody wanted them. Everybody knew that they were nags. They were horrible, nasty people. Now the one day the merchant had to go away on business, and he was going to be away for quite some time, and he left poor Vasilisa at the mercy of her stepmother and her wicked stepsisters. Now the stepmother decided that they would leave the town and go and stay in the country for a while. She had a little cottage there that she was using, so... Off they set, and they got to the cottage, and of course, guess who got all the work to do? Now the reason that Vasilisa was able to do all this work, and not lose weight, and not get sunburned, was because of the doll. She would feed it at night, she would keep the best morsels of food that she had, and give it to the doll. And she would say, now doll, hear my need. And she would tell her what her problems were. The doll would always give good advice, but also the doll did her work for her. So when Vasilisa was ordered to clean out the house, well, the doll did the work. So it was well known that the forest that lay near to this cottage, in the forest there was a clearing and in the clearing there was a hut. Not any hut. This hut stood on two chickens' legs, and in the hut lived Baba Yaga. Now Baba Yaga was evil, and she ate people. She didn't let anyone go near her home. She would eat them. And the wicked stepmother kept sending Vasilisa into the forest on any excuse. Go and pick mushrooms. Go and look for berries. Go and look for nuts. 
any, any excuse, she was sent in there, go and get firewood. And she always hoped that she would stumble across the Baba Yaga's home, or the Baba Yaga would find her. But that little doll, it always kept Vasilisa safe. It always directed her away from the Baba Yaga's house. Now, one night, the wicked stepmother set the three girls to work with fabric. The eldest was told to make lace. Now, the middle one was told to knit socks, and Vasilisa was told to weave cloth. Now, the stepmother went to bed, and she put out all the candles in the house except for one, so that they had a bit of light to work by. Now, the oldest stepdaughter went over to the candle to pretend that she was going to trim the wick, but instead of trimming the wick, she snuffed it out, and the place was in darkness. It was autumn time, and the, it, the nights were dark. And they said, well, there's not another spark of fire in the house. We need to get light from somewhere. Well, I'm, we should go to the Baba Yaga's house and get light from her. Well, the eldest uh, stepdaughter said, well, I'm not going to the Baba Yaga's house because I can see perfectly well the pins that I'm using. They, they give off enough light. I can see what I'm doing. And the other stepdaughter said, well, my needles give plenty of light so that I can see what I'm doing too. So they turned on Vasilisa and they said you are going to have to go to the Baba Yaga's house and beg for some light for us off you go well before she went she went to her tiny little bedroom and she took some food with her and she gave it to the doll and she said now dolly feed and listen to my need and she told her everything about being sent to the Baba Yaga's. I'm going to be eaten, she said. No, you're not, said the doll. I will look after you. I will protect you. Just do everything that I say and always keep me close. So, with that, she put on her coat and they set off through the forest. It was dark. It was night time. So, she went for a while, and then she slept for a bit, and then she was carrying on going. Now, as she was going through the forest, a strange thing happened, because there was a horseman went past her who was all white. The rider was white, dressed in white, on a white horse with a white saddle and white harness, and he went past her, and it started to become light. And then, after a bit, there was another, another horseman went past, a red one. He was all red, red hair, red clothes, red horse, red saddle, red harness, everything red. And then the sun rose. 
Now she walked on and on and on through the forest, until, when the evening came, she arrived at the Baba Yaga's house, and another rider passed her. This time it was a black rider, black hair, black clothes, black horse, black saddle, black harness, everything black, and then it rode past her and it went to the gates of the Baba Yaga's house and it vanished, like it just melted into the ground and it became dark. Now Vasilisa could see the Baba Yaga's house. There was a little cottage standing on a pair of chicken's legs, and all around it there was a fence, and the fence was made of human bones, and on the fence there were skulls, and as soon as it became dark, all the skulls' eyes flickered and blazed and became light, and it became as light as it was at midday. These skulls had eyes in their heads, and they glowed. Now the gate was made of human bone as well. The gate posts were thigh bones, and the, the bars of the gate were made from human arms, and the lock was a mouth full of sharp teeth. Well, poor Vasilisa was shaking with fear when suddenly she heard a noise behind her, a crashing and a cracking and a rustling of leaves, and from the forest came the Baba Yaga, riding in a mortar and urging it on with a pestle and pulling a broom behind her to sweep away her traces. And she came up to her gate and she said, Fach! Fach! I smell Russian flesh! Who is it? It's me, Granny, said Vasilisa, shaking with fear. I have, my stepsisters have sent me to, to get light from you. Yes, said the Baba Yaga, I know your stepsisters and your stepmother well. Well, maybe I will give you light, but you're going to have to work for it first. You're going to have to do some things for me. I will be happy to do that, Granny, she said. Come inside. And she ordered the gates to open, and the gates opened in front of her. And they went in and up the steps to the Baba Yaga's house. And then the Baba Yaga ordered Vasilisa to fetch her all the meat in the oven, and she carted out tray upon tray of meat and set in front of the Baba Yaga. And the Baba Yaga ate and ate and ate, and she sent her down to the cellar to get kvass and mead and beer and wine, and the Baba Yaga drank like a thirsty cow. She drank and drank until she drank everything. All she left, poor Vasilisa, was just some scraps of bread and a few morsels of suckling pig. Well, she carefully collected these up, for the doll, of course. And the old woman said, Well, tomorrow... I want you to do some work for me. I want you to tidy up the house here and sweep the yard. I want you to sort out all the linen. And then that bin over there is full of wheat. But it's got a lot of other seeds mixed in with it as well. I want you to sort that out. I want you to clean the wheat. I don't want to find as much as one seed that isn't wheat 
in that bin when I come home, and if you don't do that, I will eat you. And with that, she went to her bed and started to snore loudly. Well, poor Vasilisa went to her doll, and she gave it the food, and she said, Now, dolly, feed, and listen to my need. The Baba Yaga wants me to do all this work tomorrow. I've got to clean the house, and I've got to sweep the yard, and I've got to sort the linen, and I have to cook her meal as well, and I have to clean this whole big bin full of wheat and pick all the seeds out from it. There's no way I can do that. Never you mind, said the doll. Don't fret. I'll help you. You sleep and rest now. So she slept, and in the morning when she woke up, the Baba Yaga got up too. She had her breakfast, and then she said, Well, you know what? You know what to do? Well, Vasilisa had looked out the window, and what should she see approaching but the white horse rider? All white, with a white horse, and it rode up to the gate and then vanished. And then, after a bit, the red horseman on the red horse arrived, and it rode to the gate, and it too vanished. Well, the sun rose at that time, and Baba Yaga left. She whistled, and her mortar came whizzing over. She chomped in it, she got the pestle, and she started to beat it against the side of the mortar to make, her, make it run. And she dragged the brush behind her to sweep her trail away, and she went crashing off through the forest. Well... Vasilisa knew that she would have to start working very hard now, and she turned around to look, but the work was done. Everything was done already. The doll had done everything. The place had been thoroughly swept, the yard and all. The place was clean, the linen was sorted, and all the grain had been cleaned. There was not so much as a tiny speck of a seed in it that shouldn't have been there. Well, she thanked the doll so much. She said, you have saved my life. You are my protector, Anna. I am so grateful for you. Thank you so much. All you have to do now, she says, is just cook the meal for the Baba Yaga tonight. And, but get some rest. Get some sleep. So she did. She rested up for the rest of the day. She cooked the Baba Yaga's meal, and the Baba Yaga came in, and she ate and then she drank as well, all the same stuff as the day before, and left very little for Vasilisa. And so the Vasilisa was standing there next to her silently, and the Baba Yaga said, Why don't you speak? I, I didn't know I was allowed to. Well, you can, she said. Do you have any questions you want to ask? Well, there is something that I saw which I would be interested to know what, what it means. I saw a, a horseman, all white, and it rode past me. Ah, that's my bright day, said the Baba Yaga. They're servants of mine. And then I saw a horseman all in red with a red horse, Ah, that's my red son, she said. And then I saw another one, all dressed in black. And she goes, ah, that's my dark night. Hmm, 
They're all my servants, she said. Well, she had ordered, when she had got down and finished her supper, she said, Good friends, zealous friends, come and take away the grain and grind it for me. And three pairs of hands appeared from nowhere, and it scooped off all the wheat and took it away to grind it for her flour. Now Vasilisa looked in amazement at that, and the old Baba Yaga looked at her and says, Got any more questions? No, 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 she says, no. Good, she said. I'm glad of that, because I don't like people to ask too many questions. And it's fine to ask about things outside the house, but I don't want you asking about anything you see inside the house. Fine with me, she said. So that night, anyway, before she went to bed, Baba Yaga says, Well, tomorrow I want you to do all the same things, only the bin over there contains poppy seeds. And it's got mixed with earth. Somebody with a spite against me has mixed earth in with it. I want you to clean them all, every seed. I don't want to find a speck of dust on them. I don't want to find any earth in there. And if you don't do it, I'll eat you. Well, poor Vasilisa. She gave the scraps of food she had to the doll, and she said, Feed Dolly feed and listen to my need. She said, oh, she wants me to do the same tomorrow, but then she's got all these poppy seeds that's got earth in it, and she wants me to clean them. Don't worry, said the doll. You sleep. Everything will be fine. Remember what they say. The morn is wiser than the night, so sleep. Well, the next morning she got up early, and she was sorted the breakfast for the Baba Yaga. She saw the white rider coming riding in. She saw the red rider coming up and the sun come up, and then the Baba Yaga called her mortar, chumped in it, beat it along with a pestle, and pulled the brush behind her, and off she went. Now again, the doll did all the work, and it cleaned all the poppy seeds. They were all cleaned, every one, when the Baba Yaga came home. Now the Baba Yaga was amazed to see that all this poppy seeds were cleaned, and again she called, good friends, zealous friends, come and help, and the three pairs of hands appeared, and she says, take away that poppy seeds and press oil from them, and they carry them off. Now she ate again, like a ravenous beast, and the Baba Yaga says, tonight I have a question for you. How is it that you're able to do all these things? I set you all these tasks, and you do them. How do you manage that? Well, she said, with my mother's blessing, you see. What? said the Baba Yaga. Well, my mother, she's dead now, but she blessed me, and it's her blessing that helps me. Ugh, said the Baba Yaga. I will not have a blessed girl in this house. Get out! Get out this instant! Ugh! A blessed girl indeed. So she sent her out. And then she said, Here, take this. And she took one of the skulls off the post. The eyes were glowing because it was night. And she stuck it on a stick and gave it to Vasilisa and said, There you are. That's what you wanted. Now take it and go. So Vasilisa ran off as fast as she could. She could see where she was going because of the light coming from the eyes of the skull.
and she carried on and on running until eventually, after a couple of days, she got to the edge of the forest, and she was heading back that evening towards home, and she started to think, you know, maybe I should just throw away this skull. But then a voice came from the skull, a hollow voice, and it said, Do not throw me away. You'll have need of me yet. So she came back well. For once in her life, her stepmother and stepsisters were actually glad to see her. They said, Oh, we're glad you're back. There hasn't been a spark of flame in this house since you left. We want, we haven't been able to light a fire or anything. We've tried to knock sparks with steel and flint, not a thing. We even managed to go and burrow fire, and as soon as we carried it through the door, it went out. We've not had a thing, no light here since you left. So she carried in the skull on the stick. And as soon as it was through the door, the skull swung around and it stared at the stepmother and the stepsisters. And as it stared, the light in its eyes got brighter and brighter and brighter until flames shot out from the eyes. Hotter and hotter, the flames licked around the stepmother and the stepsisters. They screamed and ran all over the place to avoid it, but the skull just followed them around the room, burning them as they went. It was a terrible sight, and this happened all night, them running around and the flames getting more and more bright, until in the morning there was nothing left of them but cinders and ash. Poor Vasilisa, she was fine. She wasn't hurt at all. So she took the skull, no light coming from its eyes now, and she buried it in the garden outside and said a little prayer over it. And then she locked up the house and she went down to the town to wait for her father to come back. Now she found lodgings with an old woman. So she decided that she would stay at the old woman's house until her father came back from his business. And she said to the old woman, would you go down to the market and, and buy me some fine flax, the best flax you can find? I feel like doing some spinning, some weaving. I've got nothing else to do. So the old woman went down to the market and she bought some fine flax and took it back. And Vasilisa spun it into lovely thread and then she, she wove it into cloth. And oh, that cloth... You'd never seen cloth like it before. It was so beautiful, so snow-white, and soft and silky and fine. And she rolled up this cloth, there was a lot of it, and she gave it to the old woman and said, Take this down to the market and sell it, and keep the money. Well, the old woman looked at it and said, ah, This is a treasure. You can't sell this, this... This is not something you can put a value on, put money on. This should be a gift for the Tsar. So she set off with it. She went down to the royal palace, 
and she pa paced up and down in front of the royal palace all day. Now the Tsar had noticed her out of his window, and he noticed that she wasn't going anywhere. She was pacing back and forth. So eventually he opened the window and shouted out to her, Old woman, what is it you're in need of? Oh, I'm not in need of anything, she said. I have something here that I will only show the Tsar. It's a treasure. So the Tsar sent his men out to go and get her, and he fetched in the old woman. And he said, What is it? What is this thing that, that you have that is so precious? And she showed him the beautiful cloth. <gasps> it was so gorgeous. It was like like frosty frozen snow with a full moon glinting on it. It was beautiful. And he said, How much will you take for that? It's beyond price, said the old woman. You can't put a price on a thing like that. But there is no price to put on it, because, Your Majesty, it is a gift for you. She gave it to the Tsar. The Tsar was so happy that he ended up giving the old woman lots and lots of gifts. And the old woman went off very happy. Well, he, she went home and she told Vasilisa all about what had happened and meeting the Tsar, and she was so pleased about that too. Well, Vasilisa just smiled and waited. Now, the king had given the cloth to all his finest dressmakers and told them to make shirts from it. But, you know, although they managed to cut the cloth, they just couldn't work it. They couldn't make anything out of it at all. And in the end, they had to tell the Tsar, we, we can't work this. We don't know why, but we just can't work this cloth. It's just it's so fine. So he sent for the old woman again. And the old woman came back and he said, seems you were able to make such beautiful cloth. I'm sure that you can make it into shirts as well. Oh, but it wasn't me that wove that cloth, she said. It was the girl that stays with me. She did all the work, not me. Well, could you bring the cloth to her and ask her to make shirts for me? Oh, it would be an honour, your majesty, she said. So she came back and she gave the cloth back to Vasilisa and said that the Tsar wanted shirts made from them. And Vasilisa smiled and said, I knew this work wouldn't go past my hands. And she cut the cloth and she sewed and she made twelve beautiful shirts, the like of which had never been seen in Russia before. Well, <clears throat> the old woman took the beautiful shirts down to the Tsar, and the Tsar was just beside himself with joy. They were so lovely. And Vasilisa, she washed, she brushed her long golden hair, she put on her best dress, and she sat by the window and waited. And after a wee while, there was some servants from the castle came down, and they asked her, if she would please accompany them to go and see, see the Tsar. He wished to meet the girl that had woven, that had made this beautiful clothes. So she went up to the palace. And when she got there, and when the Tsar saw her, he fell in love with her because she was the most beautiful woman that ever lived. And 
he asked her if she would be his wife, and she smiled and accepted. And so they were married. And when her father finally came back from his business trip, he heard all the story about Vasilisa's adventures and how the Vasilisa was now the Tsar's wife, the Tsarina. Well, she also sent for the old woman who had taken care of her. And the old woman came and lived in the castle as well, along with her, her father. And they lived there for the rest of their days, ruling with justice and kindness and compassion. That's something that people could learn these days too.